1: Welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod, I'm as always, with my good buddy Dan. Now Dan, this is technically a victory pod, but this might be the victory pod that least feels like a victory pod in the history of victory pods.
2: Well, it doesn't feel great, does it? It's, uh, (laughs) (laughs) things are, uh, things are different right now, everyone, and, uh, I don't know. We're going we're going we're going to have some feelings today, that's for sure. We got so, a little little bit
1: little bit of good to talk about from uh, a week ago at the US Open Cup game against uh, Houston and then uh well, a little bit more bad to talk about once we get to that Vancouver game and suspensions and fines and injuries and my god, god knows what else is coming. But uh but first, y'all know We like to ask you to leave that five-star rating and review. If you have not yet done so, please go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to leave that rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you use it and have an Apple device. And now, it's been a little bit of a minute since we've had a review to read. We have quite a few reviews, but it's been a minute. We got one? And we have one. Oh, my gosh. We got a new review. Now, do you want to read it or do you want me to read it?
2: Do you have it pulled up right now?
1: I do. Then go for it. All right. So, we got this review from Ert. 2017 ERT 2017 and uh, the title is love the show five stars and it says uh, love the show been hearing you guys for a while love some sporting kc news and drama 14 year sporting fan
2: oh wow so thank you 14
1: years art
2: so that's that's uh that'd be 2008 huh so like Mm -hmm. kind of right right at the end of the wizards days yeah uh,
1: very cool Right about when uh, the new ownership group came in. And, you know, I I feel like that was probably a good uh, inflection point for a lot of fans going from the Wizard. I mean, there's plenty of diehard fans who've been around since, you know, 96 and the Wizard days and whatnot. And then once uh, a new ownership group came in and and breathed some uh, some new life into the club, I think a lot more people around the area became fans.
2: I think so, for sure. Well, that's cool. Thanks so much for taking the time to to write something up like that. So that means the world to us. We are the... You know, top rated and and most reviewed Sporting KC podcast on the Apple app. Okay. So that's cool.
1: Not to brag, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> not to brag, <laughs> but look at all this stuff on my shoulders. It's crazy. I got to dust it off. <laughs> now uh, he said he likes some Sporting KC news. We we always talk the news. He said it likes Sporting KC drama, and uh, this season is not shy on the drama. So we'll uh, we'll get into all of it. But uh, how, how are you doing? I know it's been crazy stormy last uh, day or so not fun. i mean
2: it's yeah i mean i'm good over here man but i i I enjoy the storms yeah mainly because i like a little i like a little thrill all right i like a little uh (laughs) little shot of adrenaline oh when i hear the tornado watch i'm like oh shit now i'm terrified i'm like Mm -hmm. dude i I will tie myself to a pipe and my feet will be up in the air dangling while it try to suck (laughs) me out of here you know but I, i you know I'm very nervous, but I'm I'm like, maybe I just love chaos. Like, I hope no one gets hurt, but I hope, you know, some damage happens.
1: Oh, (laughs) wow. Some damage. Not some property damage, but maybe some, like, some trees in a park fall down or something and nobody gets hurt.
2: Maybe some trees comes dangerously close to a barn. You know what I mean? Like, it's, oh, boy. (laughs) Something that about went through that barn or that tractor. Oh, about smashed that kid.
1: That's wild. You know. We had a uh, a tree (laughs) last summer. In our front yard, that looked like it was starting to get a little sick with something or whatnot. We didn't know, but like it wasn't leafing the way it normally does. And we were down at uh, Lake of the Ozarks for uh, a weekend with the family and then came back and this tree in our front yard just full on collapsed, like partway into right. our neighbor's yard and whatnot. And uh, I felt really bad because I was like, oh, these, you know, we didn't have neighbors didn't have our phone number or anything or whatnot. And I'm like, these neighbors are probably like, These bum asses over here have a tree fall down in our yard three days ago. I haven't done anything. Haven't said anything. Just left it sitting there. I felt so bad. Okay. That's crazy. But I got something crazier because
2: when I was, I was younger, our trampoline. Oh no. It blew horizontal to our house. Like we have the corner lot. Yeah. So it blew across the street and through that person's house. Like. It, oh, it was in no. it dude it was like in their garage it like ninja and,
1: starred into their garage
2: yeah so like in the morning <laughs>
1: you know i'm waking up and dad's like hey
2: hey come on outside for a minute i'm like what i don't want to go what what are we doing and he goes don't make a scene just uh look over there real quick and i'm like don't make a scene where you're like dad the scene has already happened yeah i'm like <laughs> i'm like is that a trampoline He's like, well, I I imagine it is.
1: (laughs) Did he He think you're going to be able to get away with it just by not like overtly looking? He goes, he goes, guess I better go have a conversation.
2: (laughs) Bottom line though, after that, he goes, do you want another trampoline or do you want to get a pool? And I'm like, well, a pool can't blow away into someone's home. (laughs) So that sounds safer and more fun. So let's do that. <laughs> oh,
1: I can't believe he was willing to buy you another trampoline after it frisbeed across the street into your neighbor's house.
2: What kind of lame ass kid would I have been if I was like, oh, yeah, trampoline plays pools are lame. <laughs> like that would have been terrible. Who turns down a oh, pool I in ground? Pool. Never got one. But... Oh, dude, you want to go to Topeka sometime?
1: <laughs> Only for the pool. I ain't even playing. Dad's all about it. He loves friends. <laughs> uh, well, before we get to the soccer, um, it would not be no other pod if we didn't at least make brief mention of the obi-wan kenobi show on disney plus so i have to ask you did you watch the first two episodes and spoiler free because some people may not have watched him yet what are your quick and dirty thoughts
2: well my thoughts are that i'm best friends with ewan mcgregor like dude i watched (laughs) all three seasons of his motorcycle road trip show have you heard of this i have not him and a buddy clearly not best friends with him dude it's called the long way round the long way down and the long way up and they take these massive road trips for like months at a time and and document it and stuff it's super wild on motorcycles Okay. okay but so anyways the show man oh my god did you like the prequels though
1: um yes i did okay because i mean when they came out i was you know 11 12 13 14 somewhere around there like early teenage years and so i feel like i was like the direct target audience for those shows i wasn't somebody who was you know you think about all the people who were like 12 13 14 when the original star wars came out by the time the prequels Mm -hmm. came out they're like 35 40 45 you know somewhere up there and so they're all the ones who were like this isn't the star wars of my childhood and not to say that i don't consider the prequels like my childhood Star Wars because I obviously loved the originals before then, but I wasn't. Well, I'm 12 years old, 13 years old. I'm not sitting there being like, you know, man that the 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 script writing of this is just absolutely terrible. I'm just like lightsabers and pod racers. Like this is amazing. So oh, yeah. uh, you know, I I enjoy him. So
2: absolutely, it was fun, man. And I you know no spoilers or nothing, but I'm I'm excited to to see where it goes. So
1: and it's interesting. I did hear an interview with Ewan McGregor. And he was like, you know, it's been really hard for me to connect with star Wars over the years. Like I haven't had a great relationship with star Wars. Cause we poured our heart and soul into those prequel movies and they just got slammed. Like we put mm-hmm. them out there and critics, everybody was just like, these are just not good movies. And there wasn't really social media back then. There wasn't social media back then. And he goes, who
2: thought the third one would be the best.
1: Right. And he goes, and it's interesting now, you know, Coming up to, you know, 20 plus years since Phantom Menace has come out. He goes, now the people who we made these movies for, the 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 teenagers, the preteens, the, the kids are now in their 20s, 30s, mid-30s, getting close to 40 at, at times. And he goes, and we're hearing from you and, and getting your opinions about what you thought of the movies and what they meant to you. Not some Hollywood critic, but people are now able to tell us via social media or whatnot. You know what? Phantom Menace... Was the movie of my childhood, or uh Revenge Jeez, of the Sith was rough childhood. an actually enjoyable, good movie. And so he was like, I I'm like that one. Yeah, he's like, I'm actually now able to have a good relationship with Star Wars. He said I watched the prequels for the first time since they came out in to prepare shooting Obi-Wan. Uh,
2: buddy, go watch the first one,
1: because it's uh it's bad. <laughs> I, I watched them not that long ago, not right before Obi Wan. I can enjoy the prequels i could they be better yes is there bad dialogue yes is george lucas not the best script writer yes but there if you just boil it down to like what is the actual story trying to say and like what are you know the action elements and whatnot i can enjoy all three of them
2: i just you know it's been a hell of a time this weekend with stranger things and top gun i've been uh my my little heart man it's been <laughs> a great weekend
1: yeah i've only watched the first episode of stranger things and mm. uh don't recommend watching it by yourself in a basement at 11 p.m at night with 40 mile an hour wind howling behind you where you're it's scary now bushes are scratching up against your window and making high pit. like oh I, I was Dude, like, i'm gonna have some nightmares it's no longer for kids like it was always
2: kind of <laughs> creepy you know creepy crawly but now it's like full-blown horror right i'm
1: like I that's mean, wild before it was like this flower thing turns into a dog that tries to eat you or there's Look a out. giant spider that might control your mind and it, now it's like here's a demon that's gonna crush you yeah. from within your mind and fold you up into a little ball And i'm like oh god <laughs> just freaking br-
2: unhinging people's jaws right. like, so i'm just unbelievable you know. we could just talk about that forever i'm not even do you, do you want to talk about that because we, <laughs> there was a bad game we could make time
1: well i do feel like you know okay we've had our pop culture once. i like obi-wan i'm very excited for the rest of the season um if you're one of the assholes who's being a racist troll to the what? characters of color in the show I thought you were talking
2: it. to me i was like what did i do
1: no just that people need stop that's being the thing racist. Oh, people yeah. don't like her It always is yeah it was Why? when
2: because there's no black people in the galaxy
1: who knows who knows they, they're racist that's the same reason they got mad at um kelly marie tran and um why am i blanking on his name who played finn uh john boyega in the sequel series people got they mad at like them because they're racist yeah so
2: what the hell okay i don't i guess i don't hear all this stuff but yeah, uh, star wars
1: the official star wars account actually put out a statement like they they came out strong jesus um, i'm gonna find this right now because i actually was surprised that that they directly addressed it and then i promise we'll talk soccer like, we're, you know, we're going to get to this here. Um, but the Star Wars account said, you know, we're proud to welcome Moses Ingram to the Star Wars family and excited for Reva's story to unfold. If anyone intends to make her feel in any way unwelcome, we have only one thing to say. We resist. There are more than 20 million sentient species in the Star Wars galaxy. Don't choose to be a racist. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, like, hey, it's not a bad statement from, from them.
2: Hell so. no. Oh, my Lord. <laughs>
1: But anywho, let's uh, we'll have more thoughts on Obi Wan, I'm sure, as the season unfolds. Uh, oh, not to
2: mention Miss Marvel's like next week,
1: so you know, there's a lot. It's coming. Yeah, it's a good time for content.
2: I watch too much stuff, guys. It's a lot of content. I cried at Top Gun.
1: I said it. I cried. <laughs> Hell of a time. It was, was the like, shirtless football get. scene, right?
2: Yeah, that's when I chose to go to the bathroom. <laughs> no, I. Mean, I you. We've talked about this app, the Run P app. Yeah, yeah. Tells you the best times. It said. If you're fine missing that scene, it's very similar to the volleyball scene, you know, from the first. And it's movie. not going to
1: live up to the volleyball scene,
2: right? And it's not going to progress the plot. So
1: go ahead and go, take a <laughs> take a peek. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's jump in and talk about this Houston game a bit. At first, uh, this was the U.S. Open Cup game, and it was interesting because you know Sporting KC dealing with some injuries, um, trying to figure out you know sort of what the plan is. Uh, Daniel Shallowy started up top at forward it was sort of a a 4-2-3-1 of sorts um johnny russell on the right cam duke on the left with felipe underneath and then remy and uri back there sort of playing the six and the eight to start and then a back line of denbe Fontas, courtney ford and ben sweat so uh you know you never really know what to expect in these open cup oh dude uh
2: sporting lineups
1: are like a box of chocolates
2: I'm just, you never know. (laughs) You never know (laughs) what
1: you're going to get. And this, again, it's so interesting because people are like, Peter Vermees never changed. It only does the same thing. And, like, again, I'm not going to sit here and be a Peter Vermees defender for this entire time. But, like, this, again, was a very different game plan than we see Sporting KC play at home. They got outpossessed 60 to 40. They got outpassed 591 to 380. Uh, Houston took more corners. They won more duels. They had more tackles. They had more. Uh, but Sporting KC had 11 more shots and one more shot on goal. And Sporting KC ends up obviously with a 2 1 win. Didn't start the best necessarily because it was Houston that took the lead in uh, the 41st minute. Um, Corey Baird is able to get into the box, um, gets in between a couple of defenders, uh, shakes off in Denbe and pokes one home. 1-0 Houston just before the half. But uh, I don't know. This is um, – it's just – it's interesting. And Pulse Camp wasn't goal, by the way. It wasn't uh Melia. I know. This, it. I know. <laughs> this felt like this game almost was like a fork in the road for Sporting KC season in a way where it's like, okay, are we going to go all in and really focus in on the Open Cup because that's our best chance at a trophy? are we going to crash out of this? And then we have nothing left but to hope to turn it around in MLS play.
2: Well, people keep asking Peter in the media conferences about, uh, are you just going to, are you going to focus all in on, on open cup? And he's like, we always take it seriously. Like we're going to treat it like we do every year. You know what I mean? It's uh, you know, it is what it is. Wow, dude, since you got your background blurred, your LaCroix looked like you were drinking something that like you didn't have the rights to. Like you, you, <laughs> you know, like in uh, uh, like reality shows or something, they gotta like blur the Coca Cola. It's like, <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> Drinking that naughty beverage, I see you. That's right.
1: Yeah, this is a cherry blossom Lacroix. Did not yeah. know that that was a flavor, but
2: yeah, you need it. You need to graduate from
1: Lacroix. That's that's trash. That's yesterday's news. You gotta get the bubbly. Oh, I got bubbly. I got bubbly. Oh. I got Lacroix. I got Spindrift. I got Waterloo. I All right, got now. Aha. You're just... You're getting insane. You're just making up brands. The best one, though, and I will <laughs> die on this hill, Topo Chico. Just give me a straight up Topo Chico unflavored. What is that? It's like the best sparkling water right. you can possibly find. All right.
2: Don't squint your eyebrows.
1: Tell me what I what I need to do. You <laughs> go to the store. You look for the glass, the, the case of, of Topo Chico. It comes in glass bottles. Is there sh- is there is it calories? Does it have calories? No. no. Does it it's have just, sugar? No. Obviously. It's just sparkling mineral water. No flavor. No anything. sounds expensive. It, i mean it's like 10 bucks for a box of 12 but it comes in like the glass oh, bottles and whatnot huh it's good topo chico that sounds fancy out. topo it's i think it's imported by coke it comes from mexico oh, okay it's good
2: it's classy as hell down there where the they're having avocado cartels
1: <laughs> there's also <laughs> lime topo chico and grapefruit topo chico and all that stuff i like just the regular the original no that, yeah lime and grapefruit that's no good so oh
2: okay good talk <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you can tell how good Sporting KC's season has been going based on.
2: Guys, I've been dreading been talking about. I've been dreading this evening. I'm like, do we have to talk about it? Like, do we have to podcast?
1: <laughs> but okay, so we went into half of this game down one zero, and we're like, okay, I I wasn't feeling great. I was like, there's opportunity here, but I'm 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 basically on the train that our essentially our only shan- chance at a trophy this year is the open cup i've been trying to defend mls play it gets to a point where it's hard to to see it turning around in the way that it needs to anymore what'd you
2: say to me dude you said last week you said and you convinced me to be on board with that that saturday's game was a must win
1: yeah i did say that now mathematically it might not be true but from a, a mentality standpoint psychologically
2: it felt like a must win but yeah they're not mathematically out of it they're still very much in contention they just
1: got to win a lot of games you know what i mean yeah and so we'll talk about that you know here in just a little bit i do want to you know since it's the only good thing that we can talk about um open cup you know we come out and thankfully don't give up a goal in the first minute of the second half which is nice um and then in the 52nd minute Logan and Denbe sends a cross in. It gets cleared out. Johnny Russell gets fouled. It does not get called from outside the box. And Johnny basically says, whatever, you're not going to call a foul. I'm going to get up. I'm going to take this game over on my own. And he uh, he got up, dribbled around three Houston players. A fourth one's crashing in on him. And from outside the box, off his left foot, fires in a laser to the bottom left corner of the net to tie this game 1-1 in the 52nd minute. And uh, sometimes, man, I'm just truly amazed at what johnny russell can do unbelievable
2: unbelievable. dude i mean i at first i was like oh okay so they're gonna okay i got it they're gonna play advantage i don't even think the referee was playing advantage dude i don't think he planned on calling a foul there at all but johnny gets knocked to the ground yeah referee was bad
1: right it, I mean, not great. I mean, ended up giving us the penalty that ultimately was the deciding factor. But sure. there were a number of instances where I'm like, I do not understand how this referee is calling this game. Now I feel like that's basically every game I've watched this year. Is I'm like, what is happening? We're losing control. It's kind of the pro experience. But I have watched that so many times, and obviously, I'm, I'm glad retroactively he didn't call it because it led directly to a goal, but I, for the life of me, cannot figure out how that was not called a foul to give sporting Casey a set piece from a dangerous spot. It just doesn't make sense. No, there's no advantage to be played. He didn't signal for advantage. He just was not going to call a penalty.
2: He didn't do that. You know, advantage is the sign they hold out their arms or whatever, but it's, yeah, it did not happen. Uh, it it was, but God, what a, what a fuck, what a dude's dude, man. He just, just a beast, right? Just gets up and, and turns and shoots.
1: (laughs) And this is a dude whose body is, you know, broken in places. He has been playing injuries. Suppose, <laughs> allegedly it is. I I don't see it. I mean, there are times when you're watching him and you're like, he's he's running, he's moving a little slower, running a little bit really? more gingerly. Yeah. There have been some times, especially on the defensive end where, or later in the game where you're like, he's not pushing up quite as much as he normally would because we got a one goal lead and he he can't make that lung busting run back right now. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, I thought he looked a little better against Houston than he did in in the previous games, but uh, he's he's not he's not fully healthy. And and Peter had even said for a lot of these guys, he's like we're kind of just trying to get through to that two week break at this point. Yeah, uh, That's not a direct quote; that's a paraphrase. But
2: yeah, pretty much. And you know, he hopes to get you know get some guys back uh, after this break and mm-hmm. see what happens from there. I, I mean, I, I just find it so hard to believe that that it you know but we're not focusing enough on the open cup marvelous victory but then there's just such such there's so much negative negativity and and you know uh not so positive things around this club right now
1: there's a definite cloud and it's tough cuz like this open cup game i was feeling great after it. i was like this is yes. fun this is exciting and it unfortunately it was a week ago cuz that's how the schedule worked out and that's what's but tough is it kind the of the negative
2: takes... will always overshadow like it anything in does. any way shape or form of your life
1: i do think you know um there were some players that had fantastic games, you know, Daniel Shallowy drew the foul uh in the penalty box when Daniel Starris just like stuck his leg out and flat out tripped Shallowy and dude
2: then they were working um, Steris like all game. Yeah, they were. And Bay right? was coming down there, Steris was getting worked.
1: And that's the thing. Peter has these game plans where people get so stuck on the formations and I'm like, "No, like he's identifying players and going at them." hasn't always been working for one reason or another you can say it's game plan you can say it's injuries you can say it's that sporting just doesn't have the number of bodies and 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 this isn't a uh, uh an excuse this is just a statement of fact look at sporting casey's bench for the last however many games they simply do not have enough bodies to fill out a bench to have a full available squad of subs like yeah. the injury bug is real Should you be able to construct a roster that you can withstand injuries? Yes, ideally you would. But there's also a limit to how much you can do that. Sporting KC, I would venture to guess, is well outside the standard deviation of injuries to key players compared to other MLS teams. Like, this isn't normal, and it just sucks, because this happens every once in a while. And it sucks that it's happened. But Johnny Russell, in the 73rd minute, steps up to take the penalty kick, Fires one into the bottom right corner of the net. It's suddenly 2-1 Sporting KC. They hold on and they go on to the victory. Now, this is interesting because the keeper guessed the right direction and I forget who it was. I don't remember if it was Mike Kuhn or somebody uh, tweeted a graphic after Johnny Russell's penalty kick. It might have been Paul Carr, somebody who knows all the stats. Every single time Johnny Russell's taken a penalty kick, he goes to the right. Hmm. Like, this is not a secret like Johnny you got to switch it up maybe a little bit but also he converts them every time so maybe he's just that good
2: That's interesting
1: but I like I saw this graphic and I'm like holy it's literally every single time he goes bottom right corner He's going to have to switch it up right Well he's he got he's converting him. He's gone up right like
2: I mean there's more on the two.
1: top Yeah it's kind of but like generally they're bottom right corner and every exclusively it's been the right side Hm exclusively okay. So it's just it's really interesting. I t- I retweeted it back last Wednesday. I'm, I'm not going to go back through my tweets and find it again, but <laughs> 2-1, Sporting KC, they hold on to win. Um, and, you know, Peter about Johnny, he goes, it's what the captain is supposed to do. At the end of the day, that's why he's the captain. Uh, talking about how, uh, how well he played. Um, Cam Duke in this game, he played like four different positions. Yeah, he did. And it was noticeable, too, because all of a sudden I was like,
2: where'd cam go like and then he was on the other side of the field i'm like what the hell right he played both outside backs and both Both wings wings. yeah that's wild dude just (laughs) cornering it you know going crazy
1: yeah they kind of switched from their 4-2-3-1 back to a regular 4-3-3 which again is sort of what sparked the transition back um it's just i'm glad that they were able to pull this one out and give the fans something to cheer for. Now I wish I know it's tough and I'm not blaming fans. These are Wednesday midweek games. Storms have been in and out. I wish we could fill children's mercy park a bit more for some of these games.
2: It was bad, man. Like you could have easily walked down and like sat in the front row
1: in the South stand.
2: Like there wasn't anybody filling those sections up, you know?
1: Yeah. It's, it's tough and and, and it's hard. You know, these are not regular games. They're awkward times on weeknights. School hadn't been out yet. I don't think. Maybe I don't know. I don't have kids. School gets out sometime around here. But these aren't easy games to necessarily make. But we're in the quarterfinals, man. I know we're not hosting an MLS team. It's going to be Union Omaha on what do they say? The twenty first. Twenty second. Twenty second. Yeah. Um, this is this is a big game to show up to, and this is not necessarily just like an easy. Oh, it's a it's a USL team, like we're gonna roll it. No, I mean they took out Minnesota. Well, what about our good friend Bob who lives uh who lives up there? Is he mm-hmm.
2: uh is he rooting for them then? Because we don't want to be enemies, Bob. We love I, you. I,
1: I, I here's I would guess Bob's rooting for sport in Kansas City, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. will not be sad to see Omaha go on to the semifinals. If that well, were to happen. We'll and see. I get it. I get it.
2: We'll see. We got a DM from him earlier. So I gonna I'll... show
1: up in the split Jersey. Maybe half Omaha, half sporting it's <laughs> Omaha, but <That's> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm hat. Look, I'm all in on the U S open cup at this point. I'm just yeah, like, you let's, should be. let's make this what we're shooting for. There's, there's a CONCACAF champions league spot on the line. If you yeah. open cup and money, there's money on the line. There's a trophy. A trophy. Is it the MLS cup? No. Is it still a trophy? Yes. And do do more teams take it more and more seriously the farther you get into this competition? Yes. So why would we turn our noses up at the Cup? Like I'm not saying, think of the English Premier League. Is the FA Cup on the same level as the English Premier League Championship? Or uh, obviously not Champions League or whatnot. No, it's not. But people still get very excited to win the FA Cup. And this is our FA Cup. So we should go for it.
2: Yeah. No. Absolutely. And I, uh, dude, we have the most open cups out of any other trophy that we have. Um, you know, I I've painted the wall for twenty five percent of those. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the uh, you know, I, we're due, man. It's it's like you're two games away from a final. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. and, and you could host. You could you could host mm-hmm. those games as well, but. I don't know, man. It's got we gotta show out, we gotta cheer. I get my homes out there again. That mm-hmm. seems to do good things. So I saw him, my best friend Patrick, yesterday at the <laughs> KC current game. So but uh you know, I it's you're right though, man. Everything's gotta be put into this and it needs to be serious, so whether they have to alter their training schedule to allow for hundred percent freshness on that Wednesday mm-hmm. and then see what they got for the weekend game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause what's the did you see the the split of games? Uh, ahead of time like because we mean? play we play uh at nashville uh, sunday the 19th yeah and then you got wednesday the 22nd at home and then you hit the road to seattle that saturday mm-hmm. so it's three games in seven days prioritize that wednesday man especially with those other two being away games
1: and that really sucks that yeah i mean you you got two teams that are you know not, I mean, Nashville is is pretty good. They're above yeah. the playoff line comfortably right now. Seattle is under it, but Seattle is Seattle, man. Like we all know, Seattle's gonna Don't be. Don't they in the have playoffs. like four
2: games in hand?
1: Uh, they got three games in hand on us. Okay, and three more points than us. Yeah. Um, you know, in and I think of-
2: if they took all the points from those games, I think it pops them right into into playoffs. Yeah. You know? uh,
1: well, if you look at points per game, you know they're in tenth right now just on points. But if you if you were to just look at points per game, it'd shoot them all the way up to seventh above the playoff line. So oh, they're wow. they're gonna and they've been prioritizing the, the Champions League or they sure. were. So like they're gonna they're gonna host a playoff game. They're gonna be fine. These are two tough games, but you know if you look at Sporting KC's schedule, we we got one game before one MLS game before those two. It's us hosting New England. We know that we're not gonna have. Uh, Janice, uh, we know that we're not going to have Daniel Shallowy for that game because they're going to be away with the Cyprus and Hungarian national teams, respectively, assuming Janice's injury doesn't keep him from it, but I don't see any reason why it would. Right. If you don't win that New England game and you're still sitting last place, like you're at that point halfway through one game less than halfway through your season – You're in dead last place. You basically know at that point that like barring a miracle, it's not happening this year. So you have to prioritize the open cup at that point and know that like, yeah, you're just going to have to take your lumps the rest of the year. And that kind of sucks.
2: hundred percent dude. Prioritize open cup. And then, you know, there'll be a huge break there between open cup games again. So it's like, then you can focus on MLS cup and it's, it's, you know, got to take what you're given.
1: And I'd be curious to know what our listeners think. Like, I'm not, this isn't me trying to sound like a loser mentality or whatever. I'm not trying to say give up on MLS Cup. I'm trying to be realistic at this point about what is our best chance for a trophy. Sure. And I think that's as much as I'd love to sit here and say, I confidently believe that Sporting KC can turn around and make a run in MLS Cup. I mean, you look at the most likely scenario at this point, it's not happening. And you're right, I said that the Vancouver game was a must-win. And and again, not mathematically, but from a mentality standpoint. Uh, I didn't anticipate that Daniel Shallow would be suspended for this game because he was suspended uh, by the MLS disciplinary committee an extra game for his kick um, in the Colorado game. Andre Fontes was also fined for not leaving the field in a timely manner, which that surprised me a little bit. Um, so again, that led to a weird lineup for the Vancouver game. Johnny Russell is again playing striker with Remy Voltaire and Cam Duke on the wings. This is not our ideal starting 11. Um, This was just kind of a bad game all around. Sporting KC, a little bit more normal, 60% of the possession, 15 shots, only two on goal. The difference was Uri Rosell had a really bad tackle, really bad, and uh, gave up a penalty in the 22nd minute and then lucas cavallini converts the penalty kick uh just kind of chips melia down the middle it was kind of a a nasty penalty kick and um and and that's that sporting didn't really have many other chances there was a a chance in the 94th minute um where somebody got ahead i don't remember who it was that got ahead um might have been E. C. to a a corner kick unfortunately it was sort of hit right at the vancouver keeper um, or not even a keeper it was uh, uh javane brown a-, a vancouver player who headed it off the line but 1-0 home loss now you're going into a two-week break sitting in dead last place in the conference 0. 0.87 points per game you make it
2: sound so fun
1: <laughs> this is why i guess i was saying it was a must win again i know mathematically we're five points out of a, the you know a playoff spot but sure what what's the silver lining for me as a fan to, to have hope that sporting kc can turn this game around if we had won against vancouver granted we would have played three more games than them but we'd be level on points right now with seattle we'd mm. be two points on Off a playoff spot, Mm -hmm. that'd be a lot more hopeful right now than where we're sitting. It's right, and
2: and you know the players are are thinking this. You know, there's got to be that thing in the back of their mind, like shit, last place, this sucks. But as a professional, and and you have to be an optimist, like you have to be, and say like, we're not out of this. We just got to get our shit together and rally up some points. I said by the end of May, I'd say if this team is any good or not, and they're not right now. They're, they're not. And, and being good means also being consistent, right? Mm-hmm. Consistently good. You just can't pull off uh, a victory because you got a, you know, a penalty kick or something like that. Penalty kicks should cost like they should count for like half a goal. Right. Cause they're just so it's a it's gimme tough. every time. Yeah. But the, uh, I don't even know where I'm going with this. They have to stay optimistic because like you said, there's still a freaking chance.
1: Yeah. I mean, there is a chance. Um, you can tell, I think everybody, including Peter needs this two week break from, from games, from the media after games, like this was the least productive (laughs) press conference that I've ever, you know, seen. I wasn't there. I couldn't be there that game, but I'm reading the quote sheet after. And, you know, he's asked for his thoughts on the match. And his answer is, I think we tried everything we could. We tried everything. I just don't think we had enough in the game. That's his answer. Asked about being shut out. Too many guys we have to move in and out of positions and no routine. It's tough from that perspective, but they gave everything. I appreciate that. That's the game. His thoughts on the, you know, what's the difference in tonight's match? We had a couple of chances. They had a penalty kick. They scored. We didn't. Yeah, it's bad.
2: Why do you guys even go to the press conference? (laughs) He's, You know he's done
1: with you, right? Like, he doesn't want to talk. I mean, there have been times on... I, I don't tend to go to the press conferences unless I actually have something I'm trying to get out of them. There have been times after a loss where it's not like I'm like, I'm so mad. I don't want to go, but I'm like, I'm not going to go and ask Peter, waste Peter's time and ask him a question that I know I could write the answer to myself ahead of time, just to antagonize him. That's not what I want to do. If I, if I have a legitimate question after a loss or there's actual legitimate storylines, I'll go. But like, like I said, I wasn't there. But I'm also not sure after watching the game back, there wasn't anything that I thought I could ask him that hasn't already been covered. And it's it reminds me of like, do you remember last year when Daniel, he was in the midst of his season and it got to a point where he's like, I'd like to respectfully ask people to stop talking about the year prior. Yeah. Because we, we were just, and, and I, I knew it was going to get to that at some point because I was like, yo, people are just asking him the same questions over and over and over. We're not covering mm-hmm. any new ground here. And it's starting to feel that way or it just felt that way with the questions to Peter. And I'm not blaming any the media. Like it's just an unfortunate sucky situation about where the club is right now. Mm -hmm. It's like the same thing kind of happens over and over. And there's only so many ways you can ask a question. So it just sucks. Well,
2: that's a good way to put it. And I I love that Daniel did that, you know, and Peter does it all the time though. He's like, Hey, you, you ask me this all the time. I I answer the same. I got nothing for you, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, we we put out we put out a children's mercy sports medicine report you know injury report every 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 game day so right. you can look at that
1: and it's just tough like i don't know what i expect peter to say in the heat of the moment there because he's feeling he knows you know he's feeling the heat i'm sure yeah so.
2: i think uh, i think we're all kind of waiting for waiting for a little a little blurb from him you know we're waiting for him to give us something and uh you know, he has before he's been broken and he's gone on a tangent, you know, the kind of tangent where you're like, oh, he must he must be ready to dig into that. That MLS fine savings account, Yeah, <laughs> you
1: know, I I do I do think people are underestimating fans, fans online, I should say, not all fans, but the fans online who are the loudest. I do think are truly underestimating the impact that the injuries are having on this team. And I think Peter knows that, but it sounds like an excuse when you're the coach being like, my guys are hurt, what can I do? Because you just get met with Joe Schmo online who's being like, you're the coach, figure it out. It's not for lack of trying. They've been putting different guys in different positions. It's not like he's running out the same you know, set of 11 in the same positions every game. It's But that's part of the problem, is it gets to a point where there's literally no rhythm. And even Tim Melia, he goes... Ultimately, we need to just kind of shut it down. We need guys back. We need to get healthy. This isn't over yet. We're not even close to over yet. We have so much season left. We just have to use this break to our advantage, get everyone back, and come out flying. Mm -hmm. So the best thing for this team probably right now is just step away and get healthy.
2: A little mental break too here. They usually, uh, when they have a couple weeks off, they, they usually take like a full week off. And mm-hmm. people like they t- Peter tells them to get away from the game and everything, and mm-hmm. a lot of them might go home and see family and friends or uh vacation with their spouse and kids or something, so then they come back for training and go hard and i I don't assume they go to some beach vacation and and drink cocktails and eat a bunch of Mexican food or anything i know I'm sure they keep to their routine, you know
1: right, and I think
2: no I want Mexican food,
1: <laughs> you know. I feel bad for Johnny because this is his first year as captain, and this is, I'm sure, not how he envisioned his first year as captain. It's not his first year as captain? Or his second year as captain, I guess. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. We had him on. We talked about the captainship. You're right. I, like, time. Weird. But I mean, okay. Time so is he, so weird. It's, you know, this is not how he imagined, I'm sure, his captain's tenure ship to go. He didn't think he'd be sitting here, you know, almost halfway through the season in the last place trying to figure out, um, you know, how do I write this ship? Now, I as I wonder why
2: he's the only one scoring goals.
1: Right. As captain last year, you know, they were fighting for first place on decision day. That was an option. Now right. we're kind of in the opposite situation. So I do think if anybody can turn mm. this around and has the mentality and the fire as captain to turn this around, it's Johnny. And I think he'll say, he's not afraid to say what he needs to say to the other players. But at a certain point, again, there's only so much you can say. I think this team needs to get healthy. And I think there probably needs to be reinforcements brought in. And and not just small, like, bench reinforcements. But, like, and Peter, they say they're always doing this. But, like, look for guys, whether in the league or out of contract or or somewhere, that in this midseason window, you can bring in that can have a significant impact and play significant minutes in the second half of the season. It's desperately needed. Because we can't just assume everyone will get healthy and stay healthy forever.
2: Very true.
1: So that's what i say needs to happen but what do i know um let's get to some questions here before we talk some news i do want to point out thomas f uh smith of snow on twitter um you know he he just is trying to bring a little bit of you know just facts to the conversation so he goes um you know we're 5 points out from the playoff line there's seven teams ahead of us there's 19 games to go so you're thinking okay can you make up uh, I, is that right 19 Yes, there's 19 games to go. Um, You're thinking, okay, can you make up five points over 19 games? Sounds definitely doable. Um, Here's here's where it gets tough. He's looking at what the playoff cutoff line has been for the last five full seasons. So for the last three years, the playoff cutoff line has been 48 points. The year before that, it was 46 in 2017 and 44 in 2016. Let's just use 48 points as you got to get above that to make the playoffs. Here's where this gets tough. We have to average 1.84 points per game for the rest of the season to get to that 48 points. That's basically win every game at home and draw every game on the road. You can have a slip up here and there, but you really don't have a lot of wiggle room. And that's a tall order.
2: Cool. Keep it real. (laughs) Keep it real. That's fun stuff to hear.
1: Um, Anywho, let's go to some of the other questions. Um, Mitchell Dimer He's uh he's got a little bit more positive spin. He goes, I think we're coming together as a team. We're only five points below the playoff line, we're okay. So he's looking I mean, more positive. If
2: you look at it like that, it, it is five points. Mm-hmm. And anything can happen. I mean, if teams above you drop points, then you gotta make sure to get points. Like Yeah. And you need to beat every team that's above you, which right now is everyone. So mm-hmm.
1: Connor Bateman says, uh, I get we have a ton of guys out, but we should have still beat Vancouver at home. Very disappointing. For me, it should've... was, dude. Yeah, he goes on to say, for me, should have put Remy in the midfield and started Janice at the wing, moved Uri to the bench for the Vancouver game. Unfortunately, when Uri starts, it doesn't go well. I do think Uri's had a tough season. The issue is Janice is still injured some. I don't think he's ready to throw him out there for a start yet. He got yeah, injured in he's... training.
2: Yeah, he's kind of working back into it. and uh, It's just, man... When that penalty kick happened so early in the Vancouver game, it was just mm-hmm. like, well, here we go. You know, you never want to count melia out, right? You're like, no. you have a little bit of hope there. You're like, yeah. we're, we're good. But uh, damn, that hurts.
1: I think two positions that Sporting KC desperately needs to look at in some way. Number six, if they can find another number six this offseason, because I get they brought Aria back, tried to see if it could work. I don't think it's working. I don't think Uri is the answer to the number six for the rest of the season if we want to shoot for any sort of run in MLS. And we need a number 10 because for one reason or another, he doesn't want to play Giannis there consistently. And we really don't have any other number 10 because Guy Keane is injured. We need somebody who can get some sort of creative spark in the midfield that can unlock Johnny and Daniel on the wings and, and whoever's playing at striker, whether that's Voinovich or Kyrie or Giannis or whoever. You need to get those two positions in the midfield, I think. Those are my yeah. two top top positions. A uh, lot of mentions of the Open Cup. Uh, you know, Kev Mendo says, why are people so mad if SKC goes on to win the U.S. Open Cup? I get it. It's been eight years since MLS Cup, and we've had home field advantage the last three times we made the playoffs, but it's a trophy. It gets the team to the CCL. That's a good thing, right? Yeah, I guess so. I agree.
2: Yeah. I mean, Very much a good thing.
1: You got it. You got to look at that. Um, so I, I just, I don't know, not to go back to, Hey, go in all, all in on the open cup, but I think that's probably what we got to do here. So I see no problem. Anywho, um, you got anything else you want to mention about sporting KC at this moment? I mean, they need the break. I think we as fans need the break. I think everybody just needs a break.
2: I think it'd be nice little, uh, little international break here. And, uh, KC Current's in town for like the next four weeks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good stuff.
1: So, let's let's talk a little bit about this international break. Uh, sporting, uh, not Sporting KC, the U.S. Men's National Team. Um, they're getting ready for uh, the Nations League um, and some June friendlies. Um, you know, obviously this is ahead of the World Cup coming up this November in Qatar. Uh, so, you know, we're looking at uh, some some high-profile players who are on the team this window christian pulisic you know jordan morris uh timothy weah brendan aronson um you know weston McKenney, tyler adams you know these are all uh big time players who many of whom are playing overseas um they're coming to children's mercy park yep. on sunday is that right yeah uh, you got are Oregon? you going uh i don't know yet i'm waiting to see if they approve my credential. <laughs>
2: I was wondering. That's my way of asking if yours got approved, and I and I did not. So. I haven't heard anything. Okay.
1: So, U.S. Soccer is notorious for waiting to the last minute. I hope that we hear soon. I'd like to go. I also don't really want to pay a hundred bucks for a ticket if I don't get my credential approved.
2: Yeah, I I don't really care to do that either. I see they're about ninety dollars right now. Not I'm very not fun. That. So have you not looked lately? I, it's not a good time.
1: No, I'm I'm not going to do that. So, you know, I'd like to go. I'd like to be able to see the game. I'd like to be able to cover the game for us and have a first hand account and be able to ask some questions of the players after and whatnot. But I'm not paying 90 bucks. So.
2: No, I'm not either. So I, I'd like to, would it be cool to be there with you? I mean, that'd be a blast. Absolutely.
1: That'd be fun. That'd be our first time together in the press box. It would. So I hope it can happen. It'd be cool. You go down and do the little mixed zone and, you know, Polistics walking by and you're asking them the question and whatnot. It's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, before they come to to Kansas City, they are in Cincinnati tonight on ESPN two hosting Morocco. So uh, this is, um, I mean, I'm interested. I'm not going to live and die by the results of, of the U.S. Men's National Team this window, but I'm interested to watch them.
2: Yeah, none of it matters. I, I, I can only watch the first half tonight, but uh, you know it's uh, it's still a tune, tune up games. You know, and their their mm-hmm. lineup is in question. They've had some people uh, pick up, like, season-ending injuries. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see uh, see what they're able to put together.
1: SKC's very own Eric Palmer Brown is in town, or was in town. Right. He's, he's back with the the national team right now. But he's got some opportunity maybe to earn some more playing time. You know, unfortunately, you never want to see a guy like Miles Robinson go down to injury, but it opens the door.
2: Busio is so... in town as well, man. I also saw he was at the... Uh, at the soccer lot playing pickup soccer. Can you imagine? Playing at the soccer <laughs> lot and Busio just comes in on someone's team and you're like, Hold on, hold on. I'm here for recreation purposes.
1: Right. I'm not trying to get smoked. <laughs> this guy kind of was just, you know, a couple weeks ago out there playing against Juventus and now he's yeah. over there. It's like, Just it's schooling me, like everyone put your legs together, definite nutmegs to come. Now he it is interesting, he apparently has a clause in his contract that if Venezia got relegated, which they did, he can, you know, go out on loan for free to another team that would be playing in the top flight. And apparently there's interest from Italian teams, German teams, um, you know, Dutch teams, so you know, among others, according to I believe it was Tom Bilgert who said it. So
2: That's crazy. I now there's no rumour that he's pursuing that you know i think he really is just getting used to italy for god's sakes he hasn't even been there
1: that long oh I, th- I think he'll pursue it you think so he wants to be in a top flight league if there's a team whether it's in the bundesliga or Serie A, he could still stay in italy but if there's okay. if he can go play for a top flight team as opposed to playing in Serie b or whatever it's called Like yeah for sure that's better for your development and for your i mean he doesn't want to stay at venezia forever He he wants to get to a bigger club at some point so i gotcha I think he's, you know, I think that's way too early to know where he'll go. And that's probably why we haven't heard anything. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. So, should be fun. Um, Let's talk about a couple weird MLS things that have happened. Um, Did you see that Montreal, CF Montreal, unveiled a new logo again? Really? They did their weird people call it the cat butt logo it's supposed to be a snowflake but it looks like a cat butt uh then on friday they unveiled another new logo which is basically their old logo except instead of saying impact it says cf montreal above it and it's just i guess that's strange my question is how much money do these mls teams pay some agency to come up with this whole new logo and brand identity that they do no research on only to piss off everybody and then two years later be like never mind we're going back it's very strange (laughs) right i don't really i don't really understand it i mean the fire did it you we watched that debacle yeah now montreal and it's not just an american thing remember when Leeds tried to change their logo And the Leeds fans hated it so much that they, like, backtracked in, like, two weeks. And they're like, never mind. Sorry. I didn't know that. Yeah. Columbus? Do you remember the hot second where the Columbus crew were just Columbus SC?
2: Dude, power of the people, man. We all have so much power, except when it comes to politicians and the blasting of our asses that they enjoy doing. That We have zero power there, okay? You can vote (laughs) whoever you want, but everyone... The right's going to blast you in the ass. The left's going to blast you in the ass. It's one big ass blast. Yeah. But, <laughs> but as far as like, you know, power of the people, man, like if, if if you're a dog owner and you're not supposed to have a dog on, on the beach of Chicago Lakefront or something, mm-hmm. if you're out there with like 20 other dog owners, bring it on Chicago what PD. Yeah. What are you going to do? Power in numbers. Look at all these Karens out here. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> you're not going to get it done. I only say this because Marissa got a warning one time for having our dog out there, and she was like, "What the fuck?" Like everyone does this, but she just happened to be alone in that moment. And I'm like, "You can't so she be alone, baby." An
1: uprising and a revolution. She, yeah, the other she was absolutely. <laughs> we, we,
2: you know, I I kneeled in respect, but I realized that you're not supposed to do that for that. It was weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just, it is crazy to me that the agencies that charge hundreds of dollars per hour to come up with these new brand identities and whatnot. And they come out with these crazy graphics where they're like, this specific polka dot represents the heart and soul of our team since 19, whatever. And, and this line is at an angle that is exactly 22 degrees for the 22 times that we've come back from. And you're like, it's all marketing, you know, nonsense.
2: We have that too, man. We have
1: it. Oh, I know, it, but it almost makes me glad that Sporting KC went through their rebrand from the Wizards to SKC before social media was what it is now. Because True. if people didn't like it at first, and, and sure. I mean, obviously it's it's a good thing in in the long run. But people were not overly thrilled with Sporting KC as a rebrand and the brand identity. And you kind of wonder now if they tried to do that now, would they have just been held down? Why do they need to
2: do it? Why is it necessary? Like I don't. I don't want them to rebrand. Think, come on, I don't want that at all. Like it's it's, I think it's great. I think it, you know stays classic. Manchester United isn't over here rebranding. You know what I mean? Like it's it's history, yeah. right?
1: I think part of it for some of these more longer standing clubs. Now Montreal is not an original MLS club, but they've been around as a club of some form since 1993. They say, uh, but like Columbus and Chicago, you look at those; these are original MLS clubs. Basically Chicago. What did they come in a year after maybe? I don't know, but they're basically original MLS clubs. And I think there's a little bit of a sort of like fear of missing out inferiority complex when you're seeing all these new clubs come in and new stadiums and fresh new logos and inter Miami and you know, Charlotte FC and, You know, even teams like Sporting Kansas City and all this stuff, and then you're like, oh, we got the Montreal Impact and the Chicago Fire. Like, those names feel a little bit from a bygone era. Their logos feel a little bit more 90s, 2000s-y. But I don't think that's bad. I think they just need to embrace it and not try to suddenly be like, we are Chicago FC, or we are CF Montreal. Here's a generic logo that doesn't mean anything.
2: We are Starfish Butthole. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> right like really so i don't know did you see that did you see the suicide squad
2: i haven't yet no oh, okay me so they're either. talking about the starfish on the loose and john Cena's is like uh starfish can be slang for uh butthole any relation <laughs> and they're like no he's like all right no butthole <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i don't know it's just wild to me that these clubs just seem like they're that much of a mess from like a brand management standpoint that that's what happens yeah but Speaking of clubs that are a mess, (laughs) (laughs) speaking of clubs that are a mess, have you seen what's been going on with Charlotte FC in the last day?
2: Yeah, we're firing coaches and not winning games anymore. And Jalen Lindsey's down there;
1: it's a whole thing. I mean, they're Charlotte FC. Their coach Miguel Ramirez—he was one before the season who basically was like, "This is gonna suck." Like, we don't have a full team. Like, get ready to, to have a shitty season. And then... Why would he say that? Because well, it was true. They didn't have a full roster. Yeah. He was like, I got like four players. And it's like a month till the season starts. What am I supposed to do? But then, through 14 games, they're two points out of a playoff spot. Like, yeah. they're far out... They're ahead of Columbus, Atlanta, New England, Toronto, D.C., and then there's Chicago. and we're not So
2: why'd they fire Chicago. him?
1: That's what people are wondering. They start. They they fire. Well, him we could a, speculate if you want. Well, they don't want you to do that. It's hilarious. It's <laughs> I someone. Someone asks the um, the was it the president. I don't even remember who it was. They're like, what's what's the reasoning here? What's going on? He goes, well, I, I don't. I don't want speculation. And it's like, you're then not. Tell us. You're not speculating if you're the one answering the question. Like, do you not know yourself why you fired it? Like, that's not that by definition not speculation. All you have to is do is saying- say.
2: Like, he doesn't want speculation from us because then tell us right or you're going to get speculation right
1: and now there's all sorts of rumors where they're like well apparently there was a designated player who said i'm not coming back after the international break if if he's still the coach so now oh, you have all these rumors flying and, and and if that's true now you've set a precedent 14 games into your club's existence that star players can just say hey we're mad we don't want to play and we'll blow up the entire club yep
2: so My that's goodness. not great that's an Atlanta mentality, by the way. Hey, did you realize kind of backtracking a little bit the parlay jerseys this year? Mm-hmm. Uh, i swear sort of got Atlanta United has a Jersey that way. Like the white oh, they, Jersey they with, have with a the peach similar
1: one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So as I was watching us wearing it, I was like, I just can't bring myself to buy that one this year. Like it's too much like their peach it's Atlanta, the Atlanta jersey. jersey. Yeah. I just couldn't do it.
1: No, it's true. Um, I just don't know what Charlotte's thinking. I mean, Opta, they pointed out of the 13 expansion teams since 2010, which also it's wild that we've had 13 expansion teams since 2010, Charlotte FC's 16 points through 14 matches are the sixth most at this stage of an inaugural campaign. Like, they're doing really well. Matt Doyle said he had uh, Ramirez in his top five coach of the year candidates at this point. So it's just very weird. Um, sporting director Zoran Carnetta. Kurnet, just all he would say is at the end of the day we had no choice we had to do it and then asked if he lost the locker room he just goes i'm not going to comment on that so like something went very weird and it's just (laughs) this is not a good way to start your franchise
2: well you kind of want to assume that the truth will come out but who knows
1: i mean there's good reporters who are working on it so i think we're already starting to get some breadcrumbs but i don't know um And then you mentioned The Current. I want to talk about The Current because, first off, I want to give a shout-out to them because they got their first win of the regular season. Uh, Lola Bonta got a penalty kick in the second minute that she she buried. Uh, So they went on uh, to get their first win, which is awesome. There is a little bit of controversy because Racing Louisville said that a goal fell on their keeper when they were practicing, and The Current had to be like, well, this is the same field that everybody practices on that we're going to investigate so there's a little bit of controversy that at the time of this recording hasn't been resolved yet cuz racing louisville is basically like the conditions we had to practice in were not safe so what wait where did they practice they just uh let me let me pull up the exa- whatever field that they normally practice on um so, so they're mad that they lost a the
2: game due to a penalty kick like no
1: apparently um a goal fell on the racing louisville goalkeeper an unsecured goal tipped over during a walkthrough in kansas city and injured louisville goalkeeper jordan bloomer so
2: okay well yeah the goalkeeper played very well because the only goal we scored was a penalty
1: i don't know was she the one who played though
2: um, oh, I don't know. Whoever played didn't give up any legitimate goal
1: from the run right, of play. Right. So I'm trying to. I don't see the problem. I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, it's not it, great if, if uh, um, you know, goals are falling over on people.
2: Yeah, but be a better goalkeeper. Tim Melia would have cat-like reflexed out of that bitch. He would have been like, oh, goal falling, I'm out. Like, it's not going to touch it.
1: <laughs> You know what I mean? So just be a better goalkeeper. I don't know. Yeah, the the keeper who was injured didn't end up playing, um. So it's, I I don't know what's going on. There's more. Well, I don't sure know what more the problem is.
2: Uh, yep. Sorry. You know, Casey Current should have controlled the weather better and I mean, kept the wind from blowing.
1: You so you can secure the goals. So secure your keepers. Around. Secure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. this has been a very productive conversation.
2: <laughs> get get her out of there. I mean, it's it. it I'm just saying, man. And what what the backup keeper played very well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, you can't really complain, like, oh, our keeper didn't play, so that's why we
1: lost. It's like, no, dude, you didn't get scored on except for the
2: PK. That was a
1: legitimate penalty. I don't know they're saying that's why they lost. I think they're saying, like, hey, maybe just let's not have goals fall on our players anymore which I think is a legitimate concern.
2: You know, we haven't won a game, so we got to do what we got (laughs) to do. I mean, I I just watched The Godfather for the first time. Never seen it. Yeah. Uh, So sometimes people got to get whacked.
1: Okay, well, there you go. You (laughs) heard it here first. Uh, I am excited, though. They they put out some new updated renderings for their 11,500 capacity uh, stadium at the Berkeley Riverfront opening in 2024, and this place looks amazing gonna be rocking right amazing incredible there's you know futuristic looking bars on the concourse overlooking uh the the, the field which that's probably gonna be a super expensive uh section to sit in but it looks really cool um you got the gorgeous views of the river at the open end with the giant screen um the outside of the stadium just looks amazing the rendering with kansas city in the background and there's fireworks shooting off and there's parks all over with the river walk like This looks really cool. I hope the reality, the real-life product, can live up to the renderings.
2: Now, do rivers bring
1: bugs, like mosquitoes and stuff? uh, I mean, there's mosquitoes everywhere in Kansas City during the summer.
2: Just saying. Are there more bugs around rivers, though?
1: I don't know that there's necessarily. I mean, like, if you were, like, down on the river bank, maybe. But I don't Um, think, like, in the stadium. Gotcha, gotcha. (laughs)
2: just think just thinking about my options here and you know could
1: could determine where you sit you know yeah you're gonna show up in a full like (laughs) bug keeper outfit with like the screen and everything above your face i mean
2: i don't know can you imagine some bug just comes out there like i've never seen that bug before so that's a little crazy
1: (laughs) well you know i don't i'm not seeing but i keep seeing a damn snake in my front yard when i'm huh yeah chop her up twice back to back mows i was mowing uh two weeks ago why don't you mow
2: over it
1: well here's the thing Two oh weeks boy. ago, it wasn't in the grass. It was up <gasps> on the damn bushes at my hip level. I'm mowing <gasps> along, you know, sort of where our our lawn edge ends and goes into our hedges right by our window. I'm like, what is this thing in the bushes? And I look. And there's a damn black snake curled up, just sitting right on top of the bush, just Can like chilling in the sun. I I backed up. And I, I went. I don't know what I was doing, but I went inside. I said, "Brittany, you got to come out here." She's like, "What?" I'm like, "I got to come out here." I don't know what to do. I need and I'm, you. I'm like, "There's a snake." And she's like, well, "I guess just leave it there." And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, "Do I get a rake and fling this thing into the road and hope it gets run over?" I didn't do that. I left. Fling it, it to, to my be. neighbors. Says how? I left it be. So I'm, I, I go around that spot and I'm mowing no elsewhere. And I come back and and the thing is gone. And I'm like, "Oh, you sneaky asshole! You're somewhere." <laughs> And then two weeks go by. I haven't mowed again. I'm like, okay, I got to mow. You don't mow for you know, two weeks? This last you time I did. fucking it. jungle. Last time I did. It wasn't bad. But this last oh time my I did Oh, Lord. It. So I'm like, I got to mow. I'm mowing on Monday. And I'm going over on the side of the house by our AC unit. And I'm like, what is this thing on the ground? Oh, you <laughs> goddamn snake. And there's, it's slithering into wow. our AC unit to get oh. away from me. And I half expected to hear all of a sudden just be like, oh, do, 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 like it getting chopped up and then you see it didn't Yuck, happen. Dude. But all I know is it went in there and it was hiding and I just saw a little end of its tail like peeking out, taunting me. And so there's a snake that's taking up residence in my front yard and oh, I hate it. Nope, nope,
2: nope, nope. You got me checking my surroundings right now. You got me looking <laughs> around because I, I don't even like worms, bro, because those are just like small snakes. I was, dude, I was I was mowing my mom's like billion acre land that's I don't know, she got a lot of land. And I had one of those grasshopper, you know, zero turn radius things with the with the levers. Mm -hmm. Oh, those those bitches are cooking. And I'm going around this tree, and there is this huge spider web with a huge spider right in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. And I just veer out of there and I'm like, that tree ain't getting mowed today. We are not mowing around that tree done deal in fact i might be done mowing all together because it's a freaking zoo out here yeah bad so. deal and they get turkeys coming in unbelievable <laughs> fucking turkeys they'll kill you
1: turkeys will kill
2: you oh they will fight you you ever like geese dude geese will Line come at you they'll, they'll be like
1: and, huh? and then they'll <laughs> hiss at you oh fuck bad deal so i think what we've learned okay turkeys will kill you and well worms are just small snakes
2: We've learned that I'm I'm petrified, okay? I got my spider killer here and no it's not a spray, it's called my wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she loves me way too much.
1: Let me tell you. She will kill all the spiders for you. Dude, I'll just I'll be like, "Oh, babe." And she's like, "Come <laughs> in." You'll <laughs> be standing up on a stool in the kitchen and be like, "There's a
2: spider on the ground." Dude, dude, there was a huge worm in our workout area okay. the other for, day for
1: for for those who are listening he's saying huge worm he's holding up his hands it's almost two feet is what he's showing me this worm was not two feet long well it might have been well, it might have been one foot a one, have, pretty, a one foot long worm
2: pretty big earthworm dude
1: it wasn't just a time
2: ty- it was a big one like after the after rain you know and it was just sitting down there in the basement and i'm like going upstairs going upstairs i'll work out when i'm not alone <laughs>
1: okay well you can uh you know i don't know i'm glad you have somebody there who can take care of these dangerous beasts in your house i don't think you believe
2: me that this worm was a foot <laughs> long i don't i don't think you believe me
1: i've never seen a foot long earthworm
2: what they
1: exist do they
2: what? You've never seen okay. big ass worms after seen, a
1: storm. I've seen some like four or five inch worms. I'm just. I'm. I'm trying to imagine a foot long worm. That's crazy. Who's got a ruler?
2: I'm not, I just.
1: <laughs> i I go by the finger scale. All right. It was. It was out there. It's oh my okay. god. I, I,
2: I, well, I'll Marissa picks them up and puts them outside. I'm like, what are you gonna eat it? Like the boogeyman and WWE. <laughs> worms are harmless.
1: Give <laughs> me the boogeyman. I forgot about the. Bo- I mean, worms don't bother me. I can deal with worms.
2: Would you eat a worm? Survivor I eat style. A
1: worm, but I'd, if a worm was in there, I'd take the worm outside and let it go live its life.
2: Remember, Fear Factor man. Remember when they mm-hmm. had to eat all that shit? Oh my yeah. god!
1: That was before Joe Rogan went actively, publicly insane with bad <laughs> political opinions. That happens. So. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> Anywho, I think we've uh, we've fully exhausted all of our content for the week. Is
2: that it? It is hot in here now. You're stressing me out. because <laughs> you're with like the snake story, snakes dude.
1: and worms that are just
2: closing in around you. I mean, a black snake means it's a garden snake, right? Probably. Like, it's safe. It's not going to get you. But still, you should buy a machete.
1: It also might be literally Satan.
2: <laughs> you should get a machete. Get a machete. I'm just <laughs> saying.
1: That's how I say it. A machete. Just get hey. Danny Trejo to come and just kill it for me.
2: <laughs> you could just go <laughs> hunting through your front yard. That's right. This suburban area <laughs> in Missouri. Just fucking chopping up your bushes.
1: Yeah i'll look for one
2: well hey you got a tree falling into the neighbor's yard if you could just toss that snake over there too ah fuck them it's
1: it's your snake it's your problem
2: it's your snake you deal with it so or you just put it around your neck and have it bite your enemies
1: (laughs) (laughs) jake the snake style a snake charmer now second wwe (laughs) reference i think on that note we're gonna uh we're gonna let you all go i think we uh Are we done? Do people still listening? I don't know. Probably I thought we were not. just talking. It's just you know. So we just I thought you stopped the recording. they been know. recording. I don't know. Thank this you shit. so much for listening. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pod, at Dan Kuzer at JC Max 03. Like us on Facebook facebook.com dot com slash NoOtherPod or shoot us an email nootherpod.gmail.com. at Make sure you leave that five star rating in review and check out our merch store bit.ly.com dot com slash NoOtherPod. We have a uh, we want the cup shirt out there now. Ooh, new design. We're a little design together. It's you know. It's nothing crazy fancy, but I like it. It's simple. It's a Jimmy Mac original. It's simple. So go out and check it out. If you want the cup, if we got the shirt. There's sales going on all the time. Go out and check it. So until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya.
2: USA. USA. You